welcome to a new episode of GWR, Gonzo's Wrestling Room. We'll give a big shout out to Matthew Briggs for the uh, help with that intro. I think that intro came, came out real good. So yeah, I love it. Shout out for that. Finally have an intro for the show, for all the shows now. It's moving up a little bit. <laughs> Trying to. No, uh, I had quite a bit going on in the wrestling world the last couple of weeks, and we, we haven't done a show in a couple of weeks with me being sick, and I think one weekend we were – we were well. You were out of town. Got back late on that Sunday. That's when I started getting sick. Was that Sunday? And then the next Sunday, I was still feeling bad. So. Yep, that's true. Finally back at it. But uh, well, you want to start with the uh, show reviews, and then I had a couple things after that too, as well. Yeah. yeah, I've got a few things too. So uh, yeah, I got uh, Monday Night Raw. We'll start off with uh, Riddle kicked off the show. Uh, Orton's not on. They say I don't know if it's uh, true or not, but I read some stuff today that Orton's being seen by a back specialist. I don't know I if that's a neurosurgeon and a spine spine specialist. I don't, I don't know if that's storyline driven or to keep him off the air or if it's true. So I'm not real sure on that. But uh, we had uh, Riddle come out, did a real good promo, real serious uh, promo from him pretty much. Uh, uh, and had Riddle, Riddle and the Street Profits take on the Usos and Sami Zayn. Uh, it, it was a real good match. Uh, <clears throat> Riddle and them got the win. Real solid match way to start off the show. I really liked it. Uh, then we went from there. Uh, we had a count out uh, victory for uh, MVP against Bobby Lashley. And the stipulation was if M MVP won, he got to make a match stipulation for Hell in a Cell. And he's making that a two on one match. <coughs> it, so it'll be him and uh, his big guy, which I'm uh, almost, I was having a brain fart, almost against Lashley at Hell in a Cell next. Uh, next Sunday. Uh, did you get to see any of the show? Uh, I've I saw a little bit of it. I haven't seen all of it. You know, I'm still, I still need to go back and finish watching it. Uh, from there, we had uh, Rhea Ripley and Damian Priest against AJ Styles and Liv Morgan. Had another pretty strong match. Uh, Rhea and uh, Damian Priest got the win with Edge's help. Still loving the presentation with uh, Rhea Ripley and Damian Priest and Edge. Uh, I like what they're doing with that. Uh, I think it's a, it's a strong act. Um, <clears throat> I like what I like. I'll talk a little bit after uh, get done reviewing Raw, but I like what they're doing there. Uh, then we had uh, uh, Cody Rhodes against the Miz. Seth Rollins attacked during the match, and uh, Cody Rhodes. So Cody won by uh, uh, by disqualification. I tell you, that's the first <clears throat> flaw I've seen uh, in the Cody Rhodes thing. Was the story part was good. That was fine. But Miz, for whatever reason, the Miz and Cody Rhodes did not connect that day, man. They they had a lot of mistakes during the match. Just it just didn't it didn't look real good. Uh, not a horrible match, but you could just tell they weren't on the same page for whatever reason. Uh, <clears throat> next, we had Ezekiel against uh, Chad Gable. Uh, again, Ezekiel got the win, but uh, Ezekiel week to week just keeps getting more over with the crowd. It's it's really wild, and I'm I'm happy for. Uh, uh, for him, uh, you know, he, he had a lot of starts and, and uh, stops, and, and hopefully this is going to stick. Uh, <clears throat> I'm not exactly sure what his character is going to be, uh, what it is supposed to be, but the fans like it. I like it. He kind of tries to look like a not a little bit of a knockoff with the Ultimate Warrior with the trunks he wears and, and the, you know, the bands on his arms and stuff. But, uh, it seems to be going pretty well for him. <clears throat> then we had a uh, main event of Becky Lynch uh, and Oscar. If Becky won, she got to be added to the uh, Hell in a Cell match, uh, match at the Hell in a Cell. Uh, uh, she got the victory over Oscar. Uh, got a roll-up victory. Uh, it's a pretty good match. Uh, <clears throat> I think that'll be a good match at Hell in a Cell with Becky Lynch and, and Oscar and Bianca Belair. So that should be a strong match there. And uh, Raw was okay for me. It, it, it was, I mean, it wasn't a bad show. It was just decent. Uh, but the thing I was going to say about Raw <clears throat> is what I am liking. Uh, people, you, you can't win. You get people complain about <clears throat> Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns, everything's about Roman Reigns. Well, it seems like they're trying to take a little bit of a step back. I mean, they're still, don't get me wrong, he's still the big star. They're going to use him in spots and stuff and, and everything. But they're trying to make some other stars with Ezekiel, with with Riddle. With Riddle. Uh, I think they're going to, with Orton being off TV, I think Riddle is going to get the opportunity to take a step up. Uh, they're trying to make Lashley a big baby face. Definitely Cody Rhodes is kind of the face of Raw a little bit in a way right now. Uh, 
So they're, they're, they're making an attempt to do that, and, 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 and people want to bitch about it. I think they're doing the right thing. <clears throat> like I said, they can't win for losing. You know, they'll either say it's all about uh, it's all about uh, <clears throat> Reigns or why ain't Reigns on the show? So you can't you can't win for losing. Yeah, people are gonna complain no matter what WWE does. Yeah, that's true. Uh, <clears throat> next, moved on to NXT. Uh, <clears throat> the show opened uh, with a little recap of the feud of. Uh, that's going on uh, with uh, the God Old Del Fantasma. They opened up the show, and of course they're 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 feuding uh, with the tagging group over there. And uh, that group, Troy Donovan and uh, Channing Lorenzo, uh, had a match with Malik Blade and try to pronounce his name, Idris North. And uh, it, was a good, it was a pretty good match. And I liked it that they opened the show with new talent. Uh, all four guys are pretty new, especially Donovan and uh, Lorenzo. It was, it was a good match. I, I, liked the, I liked the way it went. Uh, Donovan and Lorenzo got the victory, but uh, it, it was a solid match. <clears throat> there we had, uh, after that, we went to an uh, interesting matchup. Uh, uh, the great big, uh, about I'm not sure how tall he is, about 6'8", six, 6'9", six, sang, Sangha uh, took on Wesley. Of course, lost his tag team partner, and they're trying to build Wesley back up. And it was a really good match, solid by both guys. Uh, Wesley helped make Sangha look like a big, uh, big monster. Uh, it was really good, and actually, both guys end up getting over uh, <clears throat> during during the match. So uh, I really liked it. Uh, they're like Sangha may end up being a babyface, so uh, too. So it was a really solid match. <clears throat> There we had after that we had Electra Lopez taking on uh, Al Alba Fire and a uh, really good match. Alba Fire is a veteran, of course she had a name change, so uh, <clears throat> but uh, she's the one that had she had the belt for a long time in the UK and uh, Lopez, so she's getting a lot better. Uh, Fire got the victory, but it was a really solid match, Re really good match. Uh, <clears throat> from there we had the semifinal breakout. Uh, Ladies breakout tournament, semifinal match, Lash Legend against Roxanne Perez. Uh, <clears throat> Perez got the victory. I think Perez is going to be a huge star in WWE. I, I worry a little bit about her size because she's not huge. You know, she's a pretty small girl, but uh, I think she's going to be a huge star. And Lash Legend, who's ex NBA player, uh, WNBA player, uh, <clears throat> also a big star in college. Uh, she's getting better. It's taking time. She's slowly getting better. But uh, she's definitely showed some improvement. It was a solid match. I've heard a lot of good uh, things about that ma match, about that Perez and Lash. A lot of, pe a lot of people yeah. like, really liked that match. Yeah, it was really good. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was a really strong match. Tell you, another match that was really good on the show uh, was Tiffany Stratton uh, in the breakout semifinal against uh, Fallon Henley. That was a really good match, and that Stratton has got so much better. Uh I tell you, the, the women wrestling, I'll go ahead and go to this next women's match. You can see how many women's matches were on the show. Uh, next was Mandy Rose against Indy Hartwell. Another really good match. And uh, before I go to the, the final match, the main event, that was really good. Uh, Tiffany Stratton match was. But they featured, uh, two weeks ago, they fe featured 15 women during the show. They featured 14 women during this show. I mean, <clears throat> they're doing a great job and they're still featuring their guys too. Don't get me wrong. They're doing a lot of backstage segments, giving a lot of them a chance to get on and do interviews, trying to get more comfortable. I think NXT is doing a really good, really good job. What do you think uh, about the, well, go ahead, go ahead and do the main event. For, okay. Main main event. Event. Okay. We had uh Braun break <coughs> against Duke Hudson. I like that Duke Hudson. He's a big dude. I wish they could just find the, the, the right. Not that his character is bad, but they need to find a way to, to, to get him over. Uh, it was a good match. He got the win by Braun Breaker. Uh, Gacy's playing mind games and calls Breaker to lose his cool. And he tried to hit Gacy with a cheer, but he hit hit Duke Hudson. Um, I like Gacy's character too, but most people are not liking the Breaker and Gacy feud and want it to be over with. So we'll, we'll see where it goes from there. Uh, but uh, what was you going to say? Well, I was going to ask you what you thought about the Gacy and uh, Braun storyline that they're building. I like Gacy. 
I, I, I like Breaker. Um, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not sure. The jury's still out for me. Most people don't like it. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people complain about it, but I. I think Bracy Breaker's going to be a huge star. I think Gacy's got the capabilities uh, of being that uh, evil character and, and could go somewhere. Uh, but mo like I said again, most people. They've done, they've done a lot of kidnapping things. I think it's been more the story they've been given that's not working than it is the two guys. I think both guys got huge up. But you know Breaker's got a huge upside. I think he's going to be a huge star. I think Gacy's got a huge upside. I think they just got to use him correctly and give him better material. That's just my opinion. But uh, I really like NXT. I like what they're doing right now. They're really pushing the women. They're giving a lot of people, uh, uh, young people, a chance. Uh, they're they're going to have a... Uh, Premium live event on June 4th on a Saturday night. Uh, that looks pretty decent. It's going to be an in your house. So uh, <clears throat> I like what they're doing right now. Next, we went to, uh, we go to the AEW Dynamite. Uh, started the show off with CM Punk and Adam Page face off. Did you get to see any of that? Yes. Yeah, I saw some of it. What What do you think? I don't know. I just ain't been able to get behind CM Punk since he's came back. Yeah, he's just not the same. Uh, Let me ask you a question. Most fans for AEW are they want CM Punk as champion. Most people think CM Punk's gonna come out of this champion. Do you think that that's do you think that's the right move? I don't think so. I don't. I think I'd be. I'd try to build up one of my younger my younger stars because uh, you brought you brought CM Punk in. And it really didn't bringing him and Brian in the way they used them. It didn't really grow the company none. So I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you brought that it's up. Putting, it's putting the belt on them going to really going to help CM Punk where it could it could help one of the younger guys a lot more. CM Punk don't need a belt. He's already <laughs> he's already a made man, already popular. He don't okay. need a belt to be, he don't need to be on to be well, at the top. What well, see what you think of this idea that I have for AEW to grow? They've there's a couple of different ways you can you can grow and, and go slow and and they and I, right now I think they took a little step and they're not a big step but a little step back and they're having trouble getting that traction to take that next step. Um, like I said, they brought in Daniel Bryan and those guys and a lot of people thought that was the next step and it didn't work for whatever reasons it didn't work. Um, <clears throat> WCW when they made it big they brought over Kevin Kevin Nash and and. And uh, Scott Hall and, you know, of course, Hogan switching. They caught light, light in the bottle and boom. <clears throat> what do you think about this idea? I would have CM Punk win the, the title from Adam Page. And then I would have Wardlow get the title from CM Punk and push Wardlow to the moon. I like that idea. They, they need to push one of their younger, one of their younger guys. They really do. And like I said, CM Punk doesn't need the belt. He don't. He's already a made man. He don't need the belt to be able to uh, be one of your top guys. Where if you put if you build Wardlow up and put the belt on him, I think he could gain a lot of traction. Well, right now in AEW, who's hotter than Wardlow? I mean, I thought. Mm -hmm. I mean, really, MJF and Wardlow. I think they're two hottest commodities. Commodities right now. Oh, I agree. So, or you could have you, you could have. Uh, <clears throat> You could have uh, MGF win the belt and Wardlow get it from him, but I, I think <clears throat> you got you got you got to do something. You can have Punk turn a bad guy and have a big feud with Wardlow and him, or you could have Wardlow destroy CM Punk. Yep. And have MGF chase after Wardlow for the belt. I mean, I think they. I'm just. I think that they should be a little further along uh, with all the talent they've signed and everything. Yeah, one of my problems. I think they're signing too. They're signing too many people at a time, and they don't. They can't. They don't know what to do with everybody. Yeah. How's it going, Rob? What's going on, brother? And yeah, not much. I didn't want to inter I didn't want to interrupt the conversation. I was enjoying what I was hearing. <laughs> what, 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 what do you think about that? What do you think AEW needs to do to take that next step? I honestly agree with Chris. When he said, I think that they're signing too much people, especially because I hear rumors that if things are real with Sasha Banks, they might sign her, which I think would be a nice pump up to their women's division. But I think they need to slow down 
on signing people, especially people that already kind of got a name because I think that kind of defeats the purpose of AEW and then they become a B-tier show because they pretty much have the superstars that WWE let go of. Yeah. So I think they need to stop with the the big name signings. If, if you're going to sign some people, bring on some talent like they've been doing from like New Japan, from like Ring of Honor, people that that normal wrestling fans might not know, you know, the casual wrestling fans. Um, you know, like I like the Samoa Joe signing, you know, just because of his TNA background, um, you know, and I like uh, uh, Jay Lethal and, and things like that. But when you're trying to sign the Dean Ambrose's, the Chris Jericho's, when you sign to many of them people, it, it kind of waters the waters the product down. Yeah, it, it can. in my opinion, I I don't I don't think they'll get Sasha Banks. I I heard an inter- interesting conversation with uh, with uh, Tommy Dreamer and. Billy, Way- Billy Ray last week on uh, on one of the shows on Busted Open, okay. and uh, Tommy Dreamer says he knows the WWE contracts really well, and he says that that contract of Sasha Banks is frozen, and time will be added to it, and she, she, if WWE don't want her to, she will never wrestle again. Mm. If they want to hold her to her commitment, unless she goes back and finishes her commitment and finishes out her contract, she will never wrestle again. That WWE has that power, is what he claims. I believe it, uh, because those contracts are ironclad. Especially yep. if you if you've already received incentives, yep, for different for different things. Uh, yeah, we've already began to pay you. You got to finish that out. Yep, I understand that. Uh, you know, thank thank God. You know, she she started her her, her second career in acting. You know, yep. being in the Mandalorian and things like that, and. She already had a name for herself due to the fact that she's Snoop Dogg cousin. So I think yeah. Sasha will be okay in whatever route she goes in. But I can understand the frustration with the creative side from WWE because right now, uh, other than what they got going with the bloodline, you know, there's nothing really exciting happening in WWE right now. In all honesty. Yeah. Yeah, definitely the bloodline is definitely Definitely the big thing, no doubt about that. Uh, yeah, the bloodline is the hottest thing in all of wrestling. In all of wrestling, and that's yeah. just, you know what? It, it, it's funny. People just love a good bad guy. You know, yeah. it just took for Roman Reigns to get. You know, I think adding Paul Heyman to him was genius. Yeah. I, I've always said that Paul Heyman has one of the best, if not the best, wrestling mind in the business. He just gets it. He understands fans love chaos, and he yeah. brings them chaos. You know, you know, Brock Lesnar, I don't think Brock Lesnar would be as big as he was without Paul Heyman there. Just somebody to to to, to just big you up. So I, I love them putting Paul Heyman with Roman Reigns, but then Roman Reigns is also starting to get a voice of his own. Um, and, and just the whole situation with the Usos, I've been hearing rumors as well that Naomi could possibly join the bloodline. You know, being Jay Uso or Jimmy, I, I I always forget which one. Yeah, but she's Jay Uso's wife, so you know, and you know, or they bring their little brother up from uh, NXT. I mean, that, that blood—you can go in so many directions with the bloodline right now. I love that they got the Usos and Unified Champions, man. I I think right now the bloodline—they're actually like they jumped up there as one of the best factions to ever be formed in the wrestling business. I, I, I agree with what he said 100%. I, I, well, I was going to ask, I think that uh, the younger brother, that Sequoia, I think he's going yeah. to be a big star. I, I, I really like him. Yes. He was, him they, they look so much like Rikishi. Yeah. <laughs> him and that bond, uh, Braun Breaker, both, both, man. You have two guys I think can be real big stars. Up in yeah. The- Ron Brink is nice. That's us. Uh, that's uh Rick Steiner's son, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah, I'll tell you another one, Chris, is that Carmelo. Car- yeah, Carmelo Hayes. He's got all kinds of talent. I know Shawn Michaels thanks the world of him too. So I think he's getting a lot of good advice. So they've got a lot of young guys in NXT that and we were just talking about the women. This last week they two weeks ago they fe- featured fifteen women during the mm. show. This week they featured fourteen women. I don't think they're worried about Sasha Banks. I mean, I, I mean, I'm not not that I don't like Sasha Banks. I do, and I think there's been some trouble with the push, but some of that could go back to some of the. Uh, uh, they're saying all this don't stem from all of what happened with the tag team title. That a lot of people are saying this stems from he lost his spot at this last WrestleMania to Ronda Rousey. 
Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's and they say a lot a lot of that's the issue too. So Yeah, she was mad, but it's like what can you get mad at? Ronda Rousey's a big draw. She's a She's always going to be a big draw just because people have seen her fight for real. They know she can really fight. Yeah. So she's already proven that she can, you know, hold herself, you know, hold her own in the in the ring, in the octagon. So I think, you know, it's always going to be intrigued with that. Same as Brock Lesnar. I think yeah. his prestige went, went more to the moon once he actually wrestled in UFC, became the heavyweight champion in UFC. They're like, oh, this dude is for real. Like, he yeah. really is a freak of nature. So I, I think, you know, always when you fight people in real life, you know, your prestige is always going to, even Chris CM Punk, even though he lost, but people gave him credit that he went to go fight. Yeah. yeah. And, and you, can be mad, you can be mad at creative. You can do all that. But if you choose to walk out the way you did, yeah, there's consequences. Don't, and I don't care if you're a mega star or if you're if you're one of us. If we hey, if we don't like the way our boss is treating us at work, and we just walk out. There's gonna be consequences. Mm-hmm. We'll have a damn job no more. Yeah, never burn bridges, man. I, I I mean, I understand you get mad, but you got to remember WWE is a billion dollar company, and billion dollar companies usually have a lot of pool and a lot of a lot of plug, as I like to call it. You know, so you got to be careful of burning those bridges. You made a lot of money at that company as well. Like, yes, you do. Yes, you do. Become a household name. You don't get to have roles in the Mandalorian without the WWE. Well, and that's that's something that some of these guys forget. You know, you brought, you brought, and I don't think he's forgot it. Daniel Bryan, Bryan Daniel, he didn't forget it because I, you know, the way he left the company, I thought he left the right way. Moxley mm-hmm. left the way. Said Moxley said a lot of bad things. But bottom line is, Moxley, uh, Daniel Bryan, none of them guys would have got the money they got at AEW if they wouldn't have been in WWE. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't have got those paydays. CM Punk. CM Punk would have just been a ring of honor. That's all he would have been in. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't have got the money he got with AEW but he, if he hadn't been in WWE. Yeah. Not to mention the WWE gave CM Punk that creative you know, spotlight. Because, yeah, I know you're infamous for the pipe bomb, but how many wrestling companies would sit there and let you just demean them? You yeah. know, Vince McMahon always, oh, they, you know, he, he truly believes any publicity is good publicity. As long as you're talking about the WWE, you're talking about it. <laughs> That's a smart man. Man, you know, I would love to sit at a dinner table with Vince McMahon and just pick his brain. Because, you know, I was watching him on the Paul McAfee uh, podcast. And to actually see the you know the human side of this man, but even with seeing the human side, you realize how much of a machine he is by yeah. himself. Still <laughs> thousand pounds, dude. That's a thousand pounds. I mean, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> you know, I agree with you. That Pat McAfee interview was great because it did show a human. It showed people that hadn't seen a human side of him. That side, because you don't really ever get to see that. And I thought that interview was awesome. I couldn't believe it was as long as it was. I couldn't believe he sat there for like an hour and a half with uh, McAfee. But it was, it was, it was, it was an awesome interview. He wouldn't be boys that today if he didn't run it like a business. He runs it like a business, and sometimes that's going to piss people off. Sometimes you make hard decisions. Uh, but some people may think they're bad decisions, but but it, you know the buck stops with him. He takes all the heat. I mean, to do the man. I mean, good or bad. I mean, he's had to take it, you know. So, uh, and he that the last quarter they made what three hundred and forty three million dollars or last quarter. They're you know, uh, you know. So I mean, the, pr- the proof's in the pudding. I think if I think if AEW ran a little bit more like a business, I think that they would be further ahead than what they are right now. Yeah, well, I think the biggest problem is Khan worries so much about the WWE. Worries about WWE, and he, and he worries about pleasing the fans too much. So sometimes you can worry about pleasing your, you know, you you, you got to do what's right for the business. Okay, Chris, I'm going to go ahead and go on with this uh, AW. Next yeah. was a, a three-way match with Ricky Starks, Swerve Streakland, and uh, Jungle Boy. I'm a fan of all three. It was decent. Little sloppy at times. Uh, Love Swerve Strickland. I always did. I, I that's one guy I don't understand why WWE got rid of. Uh, and Strickland actually got the victory. So uh, 
in that match. It was decent. Uh, then you had the Owen Hart Tournament Women's Semifinal, Britt Baker and Tony Storm. Uh, Britt Baker got the win. She moves to the final of that tournament. Really slow moving match. They uh, the timing was just off. You know, we you know we go to some of the independents and we talk about sometimes some of the matches. We see how slow they move and like they're thinking. Both got both people are thinking while they're doing it. They're just doing it, and that's what that match was a lot in a lot of ways. And then then from there we had the Owens Hart Men's Semifinal. Uh, Samoa Joe and Kyle Riley. I thought it was a really good match. I thought it was really good. Samoa Joe won that match and moves on to the finals. I thought I thought uh, Dynamite was a decent show. Kind of like Raw. I didn't think it was great, but I thought I thought it was decent. Yeah, boss, well, all of it was was decent. I didn't I didn't see all of it. I did see that match. You're talking about that Starks match. Uh, it did look like they were thinking too much. You got. Uh, you can tell it like it was coming down a little, a little bit. Yeah. Do you see that sometimes? The news sometimes, sometimes that happens. Yeah. Yep. I didn't catch dynamite, man. I was watching the Celtics. Well, you know that <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll see that. Oh. I'm interested. Uh, before we go to SmackDown here and review it, I'm interested to see what. Uh, since Boston lost last night, what what uh, Khan's going to do? Because he was so worried about that, and he's got that pay per view Sunday night, and he he's like, I don't know if the dude does cocaine or what the dude does, but <laughs> he, he, he he put out a message, and these guys from Busted Open, I'm on their site, and these people were talking, and they the guy said, can does anybody understand this message at all? You guys should need to get online and see if you can find a message. It didn't make any sense. He talked about doing the pre show and then. Not doing a show till after the Boston Celtics game is over, and then doing the show. So like having like a two, a three hour delay before you do the show. Like maybe starting the show, the, the pay per view at eleven o'clock at night on Sunday night. <laughs> if, he remove, if he moves that pay per view to after that playoff game, he will lose so many people watching it. You try to do it. You try to do it at midnight on a Sunday night. Yep. Is that game more into at pool, least but you ain't got that pool. Yes. Dude, crazy. <laughs> just, just put on just put on your events and, and do the best you can. I mean, that's that's the way it is. Okay, uh going to SmackDown last night. Uh, the show opened with uh the Usos in the ring and uh they did they did pretty good. They kinda did a promo where they act like that that they were almost turned baby face in a way. And then uh of course all of a sudden they tricked the fans. Even got some you could tell some of the fans they actually got some of the fans. Uh, yeah, I knew, I knew who they were going, but they they definitely got some of the fans. And then uh, Nakamura came out and wanted to challenge the Usos. Said he had a tag team partner, and Riddle came out. And I thought it was a decent decent open uh, opening segment. Segment. Uh, uh, they put a lot of stock in Riddle right now. He was uh, he opened help open both shows, Raw and uh, SmackDown, the last this last week. So I'm glad to see Riddle get that push, get that opportunity. I'm glad Nakamura is back out there. And the Usos, I think, is great. I, I think before it's all over with, they'll go down as one of the greatest tag teams of all time. Yes, uh, sir. I think they're really good. Uh, from there, we had uh, – let's see, what was the next match? We had uh, – we had supposed to have Ronda Rousey against Raquel Rodriguez, and they had a brief match, a couple minutes, and uh, had interference from uh, – from uh, the Bay. And yeah. Natalia, and uh, and so they that match ended up being thrown out, and they ended up having a tag team match with Rousey and Rodriguez against Baszler and Natalia, which uh, Rousey and Rodriguez won. It was an okay match, decent. <clears throat> Next we had uh, Gunfer and his tag team partner take on uh, Ricochet and Drew Gulak, and you got Drew Gulak the pin there. I think they're doing something with Ricochet and uh, that'll be interesting. Gunfer's a Gunfer's a man. I think it'll be a huge star. And then we had uh, Mayor Los Antorios, uh defeated uh, Jinder Mahal and Shanky. And Jinder Mahal looks like uh, the seven foot Shanky's going to turn babyface. He's out there dancing for the fans and everything. So looks like he may be turning babyface. He was getting his groove on. <laughs> yeah, he was getting his groove on. He definitely was. 
And then in the main event, we had the New Day and Drew McIntyre against Sheamus at Ridge Holland and Book, which the New Day got the, got the victory. I thought it was a good match. I thought the show was pretty good. I thought it was a fun show. Uh, I thought it was a pretty fun show. Uh, if I was giving out my weekly winner this week, it's, it was tough because I thought all four shows were pretty pretty even. Uh, I guess I'd give the slight edge to SmackDown uh, over uh, NXT this this week. I'm reading this about Khan. Has he lost his damn mind? His, what is it? It says, he says, I'll be able to manage the night, kind of manage the timing and the pace of the evening. I'll make sure that we don't send that big main event fight that world title fight and some other great action uh, to uh, to I'm going to hold it back until after the game is over. Even if it goes to overtime, we've talked to our pay-per-view providers all over the country and all over the world. We don't have a heart out. They're going to stick with us. It's a holiday weekend and we're going to have a good time here at AEW. So he's talking about starting the pay-per-view at normal time. And then once they get to a certain point, the match, the, their bigger matches, they're going to delay them until after the game is over. How the hell are you? How are you going to do that? He's nuts. Just put your shit. They're gonna put the put the show, put the game up on a Titan chart. <laughs> <laughs> that makes them just run your show like normal. You're, just, you're not going. You're not going to lose as many people as he thinks. Your diehard wrestling fans are going to choose to watch your AEW over the NBA game. You might lose a few people that are Boston Celtics fans or that are uh, Miami Heat fans, but don't, don't go back and watch it. It's not like you're not going. You might not get that pay per view by it. It's not going to kill your event. You're going to hurt your event more trying to do something like that. Moving not around. to mention just the new age of technology. People will watch both. Yeah. Well, what would be smarter if he really wants to move it? Why? Why not just start it at instead of starting at eight? Why not start it at start it at ten? Nine, nine or nine thirty, and your main event matches will be on after that anyway. Yeah. Or start, or started a little bit earlier. That's a Sunday. Started at started at six, uh, five or six o'clock on a Sunday evening, and have it ended right before the game comes on. That pay for you going to go four or five hours, Chris. Going to go four or five hours. It's gonna be longer than that if he has, if he delays it. <laughs> nah, that's for sure. It'll be like eight hours because the tip off won't be till after eight thirty for the Boston game. It won't end till eleven thirty, eleven thirty, eleven forty five. That's why I say start it. If you start it at nine, you shouldn't get to your main event matches till about midnight. Wow. This article was two days ago, so I don't, I don't know if he said anything else about it since that, then. That was what I was talking about. I think he, I think he's on cocaine myself. <laughs> the way he worded the way he worded it, uh, oh, during some of this article, it's like, yeah, it didn't make much sense. Well, what he was, what he was making reference to, he was making reference to a Manny Pacquiao fight that happened. 10, 15 years ago. But he didn't say that, but that's what one thing he was making reference to about something that happened 10 or 15 years ago. Well, the other thing is, as, since we're talking about Tony Khan for a minute, is, and then, then he wants to try, uh, try to take a shot at WWE for moving one of their events. They moved the event where they were trying to sell, what, like 25,000 tickets? They sold like 17,000 for it or something like that. Yeah. So they moved it to a smaller arena. And he's taking shots at them. And they can't even. They can't even fill up an arena that was like ten thousand seats. Well, a guy on that busted open side I look at today. They was talking about that, uh, making fun of Con because Wednesday night at Dynamite, they only sold about forty five hundred tickets in a venue that was set up for about six thousand. And then it showed that they took a bunch of tickets for themselves, nine dollars tickets, and still couldn't sell out. They showed, they, they showed the venue and showed the nine dollars seat. And then, and then they were talking about how can we make fun? Six thousand seats before your big table. Yeah. And they were they were making fun of them. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how are you yeah, how are you gonna make fun of them when you're when you're not selling out your events either? It's like, dude, you need to think about what you're saying. You make yourself make yourself look bad. Oh yeah. 
Hey, Bruce, let's talk a little bit about Double Nothing, uh, preview it just a little bit. I didn't write down all the matches because it's about 11, 12 matches. Uh, of course, the, I, I'm sure the main event's going to be CM Punk and Hangman Page, I would assume. Um, I'll, I'll be honest. I think the match will be good. I haven't been – the hype for the match, uh, it's been kind of weird. It's like a, Punk acts like it's his business and he's trying to get the belt. Hangman acts like he's pissed off and trying to protect him. Uh, I don't know who they're going to do. A lot of people think he's going to get the belt. What, what do you think? I don't know. I, I don't think Punk needs the belt. I, th- I think I think you leave it on Hangman. I already think you've done his championship uh, reign a little wrong anyway. But uh, it should be a pretty good match. Uh, I just don't. I don't think CM Punk is the same in the ring as he used to be. He's not. He's still good, but he's not in his prime like he was like he was six or eight years ago where he could really go. But I'd like to see Hangman Page keep the title. I think this will be a great match, though. Uh, just because I, I got faith in Hangman. CM Punk is not the same, but he can still hold his own in the wrestling ring. But Hangman is great. Um, and, and, I, you know, I, I think that a lot of that has to do with that New Japan experience because, you know, I like to call that real wrestling over there. But uh, I, I think uh, I think it's going to be a, a hell of a match. I don't think CM Punk necessarily needs the title, but I think they're going to still give it to him. Yeah, I, I I got a feeling they're gonna give it to him too. Uh, next match, the Hardy Boys and the Young Bucks. Young Bucks. Where, where you, how you guys feeling about that match? Young Bucks will win. I would think so. I mean, yeah. I, I'm just kind of you know I love it. Like I feel like nostalgia works when it's not too often, but I think. And I think you're going to just see that going forward because of the way technology has advanced. But, you know, you're going to see a lot of the older wrestlers still wrestling kind of on a full-time basis in, in, in the new world. Um, but I, I, I don't think – I think the Hardys have proven enough. We know they're one of the greatest tag teams ever. Um, I think that could do wonders for the Young Bucks because the Young Bucks can win this match and then get into an amazing storyline. Well, maybe they go on the run winning titles from different companies since it's an open-door policy in AEW. So, uh, that's just something I think. I like the Young Bucks, actually, and I've been a fan of them since, since the Bullet Club. Like, the Young Bucks are nice. Um, I think they, they put on some great matches. They have some, some some moves to this day. You'd be like, you know, normal normal people shouldn't be able to do that and not hurt anybody. <laughs> They're having eleven matches on this on this pay per view. Yeah, it's a big pay per view. Yeah, it's their it's their WrestleMania. But it's three year it's a three year anniversary, right? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, I I think it'll be a good match. Uh, yeah, I think the Young Bucks will win. I would assume, uh, unless they're just wanting to, for that nostalgia reason, maybe to give the Hardy Boys maybe a crack and have one more belt title reign. I don't know, but I don't see why they would need it. They've, they've proven all they need to prove. I, I agree with you. Um, and honestly, the Bucks don't need belts either. I mean, people want to see the Bucks. So, I mean, I mean, you, you can have them go on a run, but it's not needed. I mean, their names alone, the fans are going to go see the Bucks. So, uh Next match I had, and I'll be honest with you guys, this other match I, I I could care less about, and I hate to say that because I, especially because Brian Danielson is one of my favorite, but you got uh, the Jericho Appreciation Society against the Blackpool Compact uh, Club and Santana and Hortiz and Eddie Kingston. I just Jericho Appreciation Society just ain't done it for me so far. No, no, and I'm a big, and you know, I'm a big Jericho fan. But no, I haven't, I haven't been able to get it, get into the, into it. Man, I think they're, I think this I match is overbooked. I think it's overbooked. You have too, you have too many guys, and you don't, it, it, too many stars in it. For one, you don't need, you don't need that many guys in that match. I think they overbooked it. I think if it had just been like Jericho and against the Blackpool Combat Club. Would have been all right. It still wouldn't have probably been the greatest because, like I said, I ain't got behind the Jericho thing. 
But I yeah. think adding another three guys in it just overbooks it, makes it a little. It's going to be too, a little too congested for my liking. Yeah, I, 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 I mean they might surprise me, but just going into it, I just think I, I think it was overbooked. And then the next two matches, what do you, th- what do you think, Rob, about that match? You you know what? I agree with both of you. Um, the, the Jericho Appreciation Club, it, it, I, the inner circle was so fresh to me, and I just think they're a bunch of inner circle rejects. I, I agree. I don't really care too much about this match. It can go either way. I do like William Regal with uh with uh, Daniel Br- or Brian Danielson and John Moxley, but I, I think they they still water it down with this education. You know, let them do you know run destruction, but don't don't try to appease too much of the fans when you take away that what what you're actually trying to get out of this group, which is a group that causes brutality. You know, don't don't water them down. So uh, I don't really care about this match. I hope you know let Eddie Kingston go on. I, I honestly think Eddie Kingston should go on a little single one. It kind of gives you that Eddie Guerrero feel. You know the crowd love him. They always chant his name. I think it maybe maybe put him in a singles run. At least get him in a TNT title team. And, and you know you can actually do a lot with Eddie Kingston. So I think this match is kind of just thrown in there. They don't really know what to do right now with these guys because they got too many guys and too many storylines going on. So, hey, I don't care about this match either way. Okay, the next match I had was Jurassic Express putting the belts on the line against Team Taz uh, and uh, Swerve and Keith Lee, which I'm a huge Swerve and Keith Lee fan. I, Keith Lee was, at one time, was probably my favorite wrestler. Uh, I, I'm hoping for big things for him. Um, I still ain't been real impressed with his AEW run either. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Um, what do you think, Chris? I, I, I think I think it'll be a, uh, be pretty good. Uh, I like Keith Lee. I wish they would use Keith. Would uh, I didn't agree with the way that AEW brought Keith Lee in. I thought they could have used his the star power that he had when he was in NXT. They could really use that more to their advantage when they brought him in. Well, they brought him, him in. a push. But they I didn't understand why WWE didn't give him a push either. Because no so. So I, I just don't I don't understand that. Other than I understand WWE wanted them to lose a little bit of weight, if I remember correctly, when they when yeah. they when they wanted them to lose some weight. Yeah, it just yeah, his, it was just Vince didn't see it in him. I think more than anything, and you know it's his company. I I, I don't agree with it. I think Keith Lee could have been a massive star. I think I think actually I think Swerve Lee, Swerve and Keith Lee is a massive miss for WWE. I think both of them could have been huge stars, especially Keith Lee. And I love and I, I love. Agree. I mean, I think Swerve is different. I think Keith Lee is different. I, I think they're cut above. If 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 I was AEW right now, I'd put the belts on both of them. Jurassic Express. Uh, I, I don't know that the, they really ain't done a lot for me. I mean, I'm not saying they're bad. I'm not putting them down I, I, at all. I'm not saying they're not good performers. Uh, they are, but uh, it just really ain't done it for me. Well, I think and, they've had their. I think they've had their run, and it's time to. It's time to. Trying to put the belts on, on somebody else. Yeah, yeah, Tony, I, I agree. Uh, is I think Jurassic Express is, you know, something for the the the, the immature audience. You know, the kids and things like that. They had their fun with it. You know, they seen them jiggling with their song. But I think you know, if if, if you want to get that AEW tag team title series, putting that title, putting the titles on Swerve and Keith Lee, the limitless one, man. You got something growing there. You got something because I love the fact that they brought over my my uh my guy. You know uh oh my god I can't think of the tag team name right there. But the, the real tag team uh, uh Dash Dash and uh FTR. Let me think of FTR and WWE. I I love the fact that they brought them over there. Like those guys are they're good and I and I like the fact that they they tag team champions. I believe in Ring of Honor. Um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, I think Keith Lee and Swerve will, will be a nice addition to that tag team team. And you got some, some great future matches there. There's going to be some hard hitting matches. Yeah. yeah, I think they're wanting to build Jungle Boy into a single match. I just don't see it. I don't, I don't see Jungle Boy. I mean, you can do moves, but that's all they are. And, yeah. Moves are great, but you got you got to have other things with it. And I just don't see it in him. 
and and I could be entirely wrong because I look, I didn't see it. I didn't see it. And um, Chris, you're gonna have to help me out with a couple of the names. Orange Cassidy. I didn't see it in Orange Cassidy at first. I thought it was a big joke. I didn't like it, and I became a I became you know sort of a fan of his. And then the other one, um, I didn't get Darby Allen. Darby Allen. Didn't get him at all. I mean, I yeah. Him his. You know, I gave I him time, and I became a fan of Darby. I didn't get it at first. Yeah. I, <laughs> and that's one of the that's one of the things. Too. I'm glad you brought that up though, because we, that's great too. You know, that that's a great segue into what we were talking about as far as AEW developing their young talent that they already are. You know, we, we I was like you as well. You know, on Cash, I was like, oh, this is a funny gimmick. But, you know, how serious of a wrestler is he? You know, same thing with Darby Allen. Okay, this is the God's kid. You know, the, you know, you see the darkness and everything. But then you actually give these guys a chance to develop their stories. And now you look up and, and they have actual real fans. It's amazing what you can do when you develop your talent. And, and honestly, though, uh, Darby... I think could be further along than he is because he was really he was really moving up. Um, yeah. When you run in Brian Danielson and some of these other guys, he took a little step back. And, and, yeah. and definitely, definitely all his Cassidy's took a step back. You know, he was he was up there and he's definitely I mean, because you bring all this talent in, somebody's gotta move down. And those guys have moved down, I think in a way I think that's bad for the company. Right, you start to growth. They're bringing too many people in. Yeah, too many people that that people already know. He gets so worried about getting them people from WWE that on that you you don't you don't need all of them. Yeah, I think that was the downfall of WCW. You look at WCW, you know they had their own you know reach. but then you know you, you bringing all these WWE guys to join the NWO. And then you just overstock the NWO with just everybody that, that you want to get some TV time, and then you oversaturate the product. Well, you had too many guys with creative control that you know, had, had Bischoff's ear and and had all the ideas that was all benefiting theirself. And, and instead of pushing guys like Jericho and Eddie Guerrero and Dean Malenko's and, and those guys, those Ray guys, Ray Mysterio, Mysterio pushing them guys and, and getting them over more. Instead of just letting them go to a certain plateau and then knocking them back down, the cruiserweight division was carrying WCW back in that. Man, day. that cruiserweight division was man. I'm glad you man Laparka, Ultimo uh, uh, Dragon. You know, they had a uh, what was my boy named Psychosis. I know people don't, <laughs> don't like saying his name, but Chris Benoit. I mean, Chris Benoit was great. Yeah. Dean Malenko, the man of a thousand holes, you know what I'm saying? Like uh, Ed, Eddie, and Shavo, Eddie and Shavo. I mean, yeah, up a great name, but don't get mentioned enough. Ultimo Dragon is fantastic. Ultimo Dragon was my guy, man. Fantastic. Okay, one more match, guys. MJF and Wardlow. Why do you think this is gonna go? Thanks for having MJF win. I'm sorry. I love MJF. He's the villain that AEW needs. Um, like a lot of people didn't like Triple H, but he was the villain that you love to hate. You know what I mean? And I love to hate MJF. I think he's a little snob. He, he, he's hilarious. I love the fact that he doesn't care about winning clean. He just wants to win. So I, I, I honestly, you build up Warlow. You've been building him up through the weeks. I mean, I saw uh, the last episode when he was in the cage. I mean, the guy breaks off the hands up. He, he gives it to Sean Spears, gives it to all the security team. But then you have MJF winning in the end anyway. I just love that story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it would be good for MJF to win. But then how do you uh, – because this is supposed to be the match where Wardlow would get out of, out of his contract with MJF. So if he loses, how are you going to get him out of his contract? You got to have another match? Maybe you do a double or nothing and say, okay, if you if you win the next match, you get the contract in the the, uh, the AEW green. <laughs> you put you could put an AEW contract up on a ladder match or something. Yeah, <laughs> you know, do so. I I don't know. I know they're gonna have Warlow win just to get him out of the contract. Uh, I do want to see Warlow get a push, but I think he still has some developing to do. To me. 
he still has some developing to do. And I think that was the problem with Braun Strowman. You knew that he was eventually going to get a push. But I think when you push these guys too fast and they can't really, you know, I want to see you have a real wrestling match. You know, that these big guys should watch film of guys like The Undertaker to see how to wrestle as a big man, you know, to be able to hold your own because, you know, the, all those five-minute squash matches are not going to work with you as a champion. We hadn't talked about the Samoa Joe match. No, I didn't have I didn't have it down. Go ahead. Samoa Joe and Adam Cole. Adam Cole. I'm gonna say Adam Cole. That's a great match. Yeah. Adam Cole's gonna win it. They're gonna push Adam. They gotta get away to push Adam Cole. Matter of fact, I think Adam Cole wins the Owen Hart thing, and I think Dick Baker's gonna win the Owen Hart thing. So they can both say they're a couple, and they both win the Owen Hart thing. That's it happen. That's what happened. A lot of people think Ruby Soho is going to win. I don't think. I think Jeff Beckett is going to win. I'd like to. I'd like to see Ruby win it just because she's a she's an Indiana native. So <laughs> she, she was she was, tra- she was trained. She was actually trained here in Indiana at the School of Rock by uh okay. by Billy Rock. You know what? I love Ruby Soho. But I gotta agree with Tony, man. I think Britt Baker and Adam Cole. What two of the hottest things going right now in Russia? You know, you gotta make sure you put the D and D. You know, Britt Baker, she's she's nice. You know, I love her personality. I love her mic skills. I love the way she gets in the ring. But she's brutal, and when she was holding her own in those hardcore matches, showing that she can really wrestle, and she's really about that action in wrestling. I think that really brought a, 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 a different light to her. Where people yeah, start taking Britt Baker for real. Yeah, it, it, it definitely helped. That whole hardcore stuff helped her. I still don't think she's super great in the ring as far as technician. I think she's decent, but but her mic skills are are fantastic, and that's what's brought her to the. To me, she's the number one woman in woman in AEW, in my opinion, because because of her mic skills. Do you do you think AEW's done the? Has pushed Adam Cole the right way since he's been over there. To me, it's to me it's taking to me it's taking him too long to get. To, it's, I don't know. It just seems like they, they should be a, he should be ahead. He should be higher up in AEW than what he is right yes, now. I think the reason for that. I think Tony Khan worries about the, what the fans think, and he don't want to. And I'm not saying he's wrong. I'm not saying he's right. But I think in Tony Khan's mind, he don't want to push Adam Cole too far because he was in NXT. He was WWE. So if Adam Cole came over there and just killed everybody and won the bell, Daniel Bryan, if, it, if some people think Daniel Bryan should have got the title, but he, he don't want really WWE guys to, to hold their belts that much. You know, I look at, look at the, the, you know, I can't think of his name, Miro, you know, he came over and he was doing a, a video game gimmick or whatever he was doing, which was ridiculous. And then finally they pushed him and, and, uh, he was doing great, and then he got injured, and now he's doing acting. So I don't know what's going on with that. He's, he's going to be in a CBS TV show. So, but uh, I think he tries to be careful how he pushes those guys because he he don't he, he I think he worries too much about the fans. I think he needs to work again. I think he needs to run it more like a business. Yeah, I think Adam. I want to see Adam Cole eventually get the title. Um, to me, personally. Besides John Moxley, I think his debut was one of the like one of those times I got like really excited. You know, I was up there doing you know, boom, you know, I I, I do the whole little stick with Adam Cole, man. That's, <laughs> he he's one of those wrestlers. He has it all. He has great mic skills. He can definitely hold his own in the ring. I mean, he's one of those superb wrestlers to me. I've seen him have some great matches. He got the swagger. He got the look. He got the charisma. I mean, the whole thing with him in the, in the undisputed era, how they're bringing, like, kind of merging that with the Bullet Club because it shows both aspects of his life. And wherever he goes, he's a leader. You know, so I, I just think Adam Cole, that I, I really compare him to Shawn Michaels to me. He, he has that swag. You know, when Shawn Michaels started really finding his dreams in wrestling, you know, after he, you know, separated from Margie Janetti and became the heartbreak kid, 
he started to find his swagger. And I just think Adam Cole has that. Like, he, he, he's, you know how people say you got that it factor? He's one of those guys. Like, even if he doesn't have the title, he's a big name. But eventually, you know, he's going to have no choice but to put the title on. Yeah, the only, only, only really knock you can say on Adam Cole is, is his size. He's a little small other than that. Yeah, but even with that, yeah, other than that you I can't believe really... when you have that athleticism, you can make up for that. Like, yeah. Shawn Michaels wasn't particularly a big guy. Nope. But if you looked at what he could do in the ring and that spark and that – I think of that one match with Psycho Sid in WrestleMania uh, – no, Royal Rumble 97. And – he carried that because Psycho Sid wasn't really a, a, a great wrestler, but they had a, a great freaking match. You know what I'm saying? He nailed it all. Because Tom Michaels could just wrestle a mop well, and have a great match. He could wrestle. It didn't matter how what the size of a guy was or anything. Yeah. He, could, he could wrestle. He could work with anybody. Oh, man. You know, I think he doesn't get enough credit in this wrestling business. I mean, you know, he... He really was the showstopper. You know what I mean? Like, Shawn Michaels, you know, especially, you know, I know people think of DX and, and, and Triple H, but he made DX popular, Shawn Michaels did, you know, being such an asshole. <laughs> yeah, he, he, Shawn Michaels is popular among some of the rascals, and they know how great he is. But yeah. I, think, I, I think what held him back just a little bit as far as, to me, he's – I mean, I you could say he's the greatest of all time, and I don't think I don't think I mean I, that's all could be argued. But I mean, yeah. I could understand somebody saying that. You know, yeah. I wouldn't have a problem with somebody saying, "Hey, somebody's the greatest of all time." I would say, "Okay, definitely, you know, it could be." But yeah. the only thing was that, and he even said it behind the scenes, especially in the '90s, he was a really good dick. He was an asshole. Yeah, yeah. you know, and that, that I think that hurts a little bit. But, you talk, you talk to Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano, all them dudes in NXT. They rave about Shawn Michaels and what they learned from him. Oh, I bet, man. You talk, talk in the game, you know. Well, look, look, what, the game. look what Shawn Michaels and Triple H had going there in NXT. Yeah, with their two wrestling minds, man. The, the the black and gold, man. It was awesome. That was that was the brand of what? It was. It was. It was. It was the best. It was the best show on TV. It really was. If you were a wrestling fan and, and like seeing hard hitting wrestling, that that was the brand to watch. Okay. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. And, and it was like they debuted like Nick fans. You know what I'm saying? Because especially too, when you saw them debut on the big show, and you you know you see the Nakamura show up, and you see the you know, I, I'm so disappointed in, in how they've done since they so far. But I, I'm pretty sure you know. They hopefully understand what they got with their cat. But, you know, when you saw people make their debuts for the black and gold, you were, like, excited because you know how the black and gold got down. Yep. Remember when they all showed up and beat up everybody in Survivor Series? Before the Survivor Series went? You were excited. Like, oh, so now, now it just, what but Jay, I used to say, business is fixed up. <laughs> <laughs> Another, oh man, it was great talking wrestling with you guys, man. Another thing I wanted to talk about before we get, do get out of here is uh, G- Gable Stevenson's talking about coming back to college and I going after it. another national ch- uh, national college championship. I seen that. That's surprising. I figured he was. I figured he was going to start his WWE career, but uh, he's talking about going for another national title and really. I don't. I mean, there's there's no nobody in college that can beat him right now unless he makes a mistake and beats himself. There's no, there's nobody. And uh, he's also he's also a lot of people don't know this. He's also an Indiana native. He he's from uh, Portage, Indiana. Yep. Really. Yep. And WWE just signed uh, signed a uh, name, image, and likeness with uh, Mason Paris, who's also an Indiana guy. Yep. yep. Indiana is sure. starting to get a lot of people up in the, in the pro wrestling, and I'll tell you what: on the independent, on the Indian independent scene, don't get me wrong, I haven't seen a lot of the independent scene out of the state of Indiana. But the state of Indiana has a lot of talent in the independent scene right now as well. Like I said, we, we, cover, we cover a lot. We cover a lot of the independent scene. We go around live streaming shows, and there's a lot. There's there's some talent in Indiana right now in the independent scene as well. Yep. 
I like to see though. Uh, I don't blame Gay Steve. Uh, Gay, uh, I think you know he's good at what he does. I, that might actually you know work in his favor, continue building his prestige before he goes to the WWE, knowing exactly who he is and what he's accomplished. I mean. I didn't even know. I mean, WWE put me on the Kurt Angle because I'm not really a big Olympus guy. But, you know, why, you know, actually going back and looking at this story, like, oh, this dude really did win with a broken freaking neck. You know, so it kind of, you know, it builds that prestige. If you're already a world champion in another sport and you're coming into the wrestling industry, you know, people will expect big things for you. You kind of already put yourself up here with having a name for yourself. So, you know, more power to it. And what people don't understand, some people don't understand about Kurt Angle when he broke his neck, that was at the Olympic trials, and he actually got back up and finished that match and won it to qualify for the Olympics. Wow. And he also he, he ended up breaking his neck how many more times, Chris? Three or four more times? I think it was I think it was like four times he that he's broke his neck. Yeah. Wow. He's injured it more when he was in WWE and kept asking. That's what they, he claims, which I don't know how it's medically possible, but he claims he was taking pain medicine. He was taking two little pills, 50, 50 or 60 pills a day. Uh, you know what? I just thought he just had knee surgery on both knees, I think. So, you know, I hope I wish him a speedy recovery. But, I mean, you can tell. Look at the way that he is possible. He's yeah. putting stuff through some pain. Oh, yeah, he said he couldn't wrestle a match now even if he wanted to. He said he don't have no strength no strength anymore. He's lost all of his no. strength. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, man, I appreciate the invite, Chris. I'm up here at my, at my god baby's uh, birthday party. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, I definitely want to make some time for you guys. Tony, it's been a pleasure talking with you, my good sir. Yeah, we have yeah, to man. I, I would love to be back on here, man. Thank you so much. I've been begging Chris for this. So you got to get me on the wrestling show. I'm I'm still a fan of the sport of the, of the square circle. So hey, you, you know, hey, you can uh you can join us tomorrow night for a watch along if you want. We're doing, we're doing I, I definitely try to get on. I try to get on. I know I'm supposed to be out tomorrow for a barbecue, but I told you weekends I'm out here because I work so much during the week. Once the weekends come, I try to enjoy the sun, especially now. Chicago's finally starting to get some good weather, so yeah. it, you know we've been freezing cold up here, man. We don't have <laughs> a spring no more. We go from winter right to summer. <laughs> hey, but it's been a pleasure, guys, man. Uh, hey, and if I don't get a chance to see, I see you at the morning show and enjoy some good wrestling, fellas. All right, see you later, Rob. Thanks for joining us. Yes, sir. Well, thank you, brother. Well, that's Rob Scott. You can find him on Rob's Two Cents. He has, he has a good show uh, going there in Chicago. Is a that's the first time I actually got to talk talk quite a bit of wrestling with him. So you can he tell he's a fan of wrestling. As I say, you can tell he's a fan of wrestling. How old is he? Do you know? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I have to ask him next next time we talk to him. He'll, I, I would say he'll probably jump on a little bit tomorrow night. Since we did talk about that before we get out of here, uh, we will. This comes out Sunday morning, so. Uh, Hey, this evening we'll be uh we'll be live for the AW or or double or nothing, double or nothing. Tomorrow, tomorrow evening. Well, this this don't come out till tomorrow morning. Oh, that's right, that's right. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this will come out Sunday morning, so it'll be uh, yep. Sunday evening. Yeah. Uh, yep. AW will be live at eight p.m. Uh, doing a live watch along reaction for that. You can find that on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch at Gonzo Sports Room. Uh, it'll also be live on the unscripted Facebook page as well. Uh, we're gonna do like a joint thing, joint thing with them guys from over there. They're all some big wrestling fans as well. Uh, do you have anything else you wanted to add to today's episode? No, that, that, I think that's it, man. Yeah, I, th I think today was a pretty good episode. Yep. Uh, once again, GWR new episodes come out every Sunday morning at 9 a.m. Keep an eye on our social media pages Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all at Gonzo Sports Room. Uh, for interviews, uh, we do. Uh, are working on getting a few interviews lined up with uh, some some more wrestlers. Uh, ho hopefully, if everything works out, we'll have a uh, Rachel uh, Rachel Armstrong on here real soon, as well. So be on uh, be on the lookout for that. Uh, you can find it if you're a sports fan. We have a sports betting show 3 p.m. Eastern Monday through Friday, live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. And we also have a, a sports talk show that's more uh, in the evening at Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at 11 p.m. Eastern. Uh, if you're a sports fan, but I want to thank everybody for joining us and we will see you guys next week here at uh, GWR. <laughs>